Hello, hello, and welcome to the Stop Shooting All Over Yourself podcast, the podcast where you come to do less in your life and make more money doing it without guilt. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart, and this is the idea of diversification within your business. So many business owners feel like um, they need to be really, really good at doing the one thing that they set their business up for in the in the beginning um, and get really, really stuck in that space of I have to succeed at this. I have to succeed at this one thing. Um, and they tie a lot of their self-esteem, their uh, worth, their value to that one activity. Um, and as a result, often end up uh, missing a lot of other opportunities that show up along the way to make money, create wealth and freedom. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, the this the idea of like, where does this idea come from? How does it manifest in our lives? And then what can you do to get better at identifying the opportunities in your life that actually like that are money makers in disguise, right? Instead of seeing them as challenges. Okay. So, uh, let's get started. So, um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I feel like I really internalized from the very beginning when I was in direct sales was that I had to be really good at selling that product and only that product. And that if I, if I sold anything other than that product, then it was an indication that I wasn't a good enough salesperson or I wasn't a good enough marketer or I didn't understand the business enough, but it was clearly a failing in me if I wasn't able to find all of my success and happiness in that one product. Okay. So I didn't, wasn't born with this idea, but it did, um, but it did, uh, was reinforced there. So like before I started in direct sales, I tended to focus my worth on my job. So whatever my job was, I had to be really, really good at my job, right? So the idea that, um, but I was also good at other things, but once I started selling a product and really going into business for myself, I became very, very focused on that one thing. I started to sell all, like sell all the time. I was always working and I became very much um, a one topic person because that was all I was doing. Um, and, um, at the same time, right. I'm being taught that if I'm not successful doing that one thing that I'm, that I'm, that I'm a failure. So my internal messages and my external messages now kind of aligned, they matched up. And so for me, if I was not able to be successful selling those clothes then I was a complete failure. Okay. And then I would start talking down to myself and bad things would happen. It just went down this whole, whole spiral. Um, and so you get these messages from a lot of places internally and externally. Uh, but you know, what I want to ask you, right? And so I really, at some point in this journey, I asked myself this question. I had to really sit down and think about it was when I started my business. So when you started your business, right? What did you, why did you actually start it right for you? Like when you're thinking about yourself, like not like to help people, that kind of thing, which that's, that's another question and that's going to come too. But like, really, why did you start it for yourself? So when I think about for me, like if I go back to like, okay, why did I leave corporate and go into business for myself? It was because I wanted freedom of schedule, right? I didn't want to have to wake up. Like I wanted my mornings to be chill and like I wanted a very specific type of morning, right? Like I'd been very chill, very relaxed. I wanted to be able to get up when I wanted, go to bed when I wanted. I wanted to have a luxurious day, you know, like just kind of like luxurious and that I didn't have to be anywhere or like have to drive in traffic or commute. I really didn't want to deal with the commute anymore, right? Now, in order for me to have that life, right? I of course needed money. Okay. So if I'm like, okay, I want to have freedom of schedule. I want to be able to do whatever I want, what I want. I want to be my own boss. Great. Okay. So then I need, I have to have money. Otherwise I'm not gonna be able to pay for that life. Right. So I needed a specific amount of money. Now in the social strategy squad, I talk openly about how much money I needed, I need to make and what I do to get there. So if you want those details, you can definitely go to socialstrategysquad.com and get on the waiting list. 
Um, and you can learn more about that. But um, for me, there's a very specific amount of money that I that I need, right? So at some point along the way though, even though I started out by saying, this is what I want. I want freedom of schedule. I want to be able to play with the dogs. I want to be able to read and cross stitch and meditate and look out at the ocean or, or whatever it is that I want to do, right? That was my initial reason for starting my business. But at some point, that measure of success changed and my measure of success was no longer that I wanted to live that life and that I needed X amount of dollars to get there. It instead became, I have to be successful at doing this one thing or I am a failure. But my original dream was not that I need to get to this place by only selling this one thing. That was never my dream. My dream was to have that life. Who cares how I get there, right? Like when you think about why you started your, your, why you started going to business for yourself, um, there was something you were looking for in your life. There was a lifestyle you were looking for. There was something that you were looking to feel, you know, are you feeling those things? That's a really important thing. Are you actually feeling those things? Because often what happens is, is we get distracted by the momentum about money-making, about the community, just all the other stuff that starts to happen. Some of which is good. And some of which does not give us healthy ideas about money-making. And so now we start chasing the dollar, chasing the rank, chasing, um, chasing the, uh, the sales, uh, chasing money. We, and we get really, really fixated on being good and we're chasing winning. Okay. We're chasing winning. It's almost like, we're like, I have to win at whatever this business is, because if I don't, then there's, it means so many things. Right. Um, and so the thing is, is like, there is no winning in business, right? That's the one there's no actual winning in business. Um, there's just winning in life right? There's winning in life, not necessarily winning in business, right? And when you win in life, it's when you're living the life that you want to live, which takes X amount of dollars, which you can get in a variety of different ways. Now, I'm not saying, hey, you need to do all the things, not at all. But I am saying that there are moments in your life where there are opportunities that arise that you may not necessarily see that would help to give you that freedom you're looking for that you don't take advantage of because you're looking the other direction because you think that if you do anything other than what you're actually doing right now in your business, then you have failed in some way. Um, but what this means is, is that in order for you to feel comfortable doing anything else in addition to what you're doing now, you have to first know what it is that you really want, right? Because otherwise you're just, otherwise you're chasing something else that you don't really know and you'll never be able to catch it because you don't know what it actually is, right? I've had a number of my clients when they first start working with me, their thing is, I don't know what success is. I don't understand what success looks like to me. I, I can't define it. So the first thing is always, what do you want your day-to-day life look to look like? And what does that cost, right? What, like, what kind of subscriptions do you have to have? What do you know? What, what can you get rid of? What, you know, what do you, do you want to walk in the park every day? Okay. What things have to happen for you to be able to walk in the park every day? Instead of saying, I just want to walk in the park. There's a, there's an infrastructure that makes that possible. You have to feel like you're free enough time-wise to walk in the park because you're never going to walk in the park if you feel like you're chasing the money, right? But if you feel like, oh yeah, there's plenty of money and plenty of time, then you will go take that walk in the the park. So the infrastructure needs to be a certain amount of money that you make each month that allows you to take that walk in the park. Um, but once again, it nowhere in that story, does it say I have to make money doing just this one thing, whatever that one thing is. Um, so the other area in terms of why you started your business that you want to ask yourself is, um, why did you start it in terms of the outside part? Like what are you trying to accomplish? Right? So for me, I, you know, I, I, I had actually a whole thing written down about what I wanted. And then I said it much better later on. I realized that uh, for me, um, I want to help women, uh, make a lot of money, right? I want to help women make a lot of money and I want to help you find joy in your business again. And I want to help you 
feel and have whatever freedom that you want with the tools that I can offer, right? But that's where I ended up now. I started out in it, it always started out with me wanting to help women feel amazing. I wanted to help women like my mom get rich, right? That's what I really, that's ultimately, if we're gonna like really just lay it out on the line, I wanna help women like my mom get rich, my mom and me, right? Um, and so, but it started out with helping women find confidence and then it changed into a couple, but it was always about women and women's success and women's you know wealth and, and that kind of thing and women's uh, business education, right? It's, it always ends up in that space. Um, so for me, for helping women get rich, helping women um, find joy in their lives, um, helping women to be able to take a break like from the work that they're doing so that they can take time for themselves, like and really value themselves and be okay with that without guilt. That's really important to me. Um, Self-love, joy in life. But the business is a very critical part of that. But those are all parts of it. I want to help women find joy in their lives through business is one of the ways that I do it, right? So that was my other goal, okay? So there are many different ways to get to that goal. It doesn't all have to be from one, like it's not just gonna be I sell clothes and so I'm gonna make you feel, and then I'm gonna train my team and I'm gonna make them successful at business, which initially I thought that's that's the only space I can work in. And then I started to expand my vision and I was like, you know what? I think I could help a lot more people and I, that's when I decided to leave and try my own thing and so on. Um, and then I, other things happened as well and I'll talk a little bit about those because those are the kinds of things that are gonna show up in your life too, okay? So um, this is sort of like the position we find ourselves in, okay? The, the position we found ourselves in is the position where we have that belief. We've talked a little bit about how we got that belief, what it looks like, how it manifests in my life. I wanna encourage you to give yourself some time, meditative time and think about how it manifests in yours. Um, but now let's talk a little bit about what that means exactly, right? So um, this idea, okay, of like you gotta do just the one thing this comes from the fact that before the internet existed and even now, I mean, like it's all there now, but you really have to go looking for it. People didn't know how rich people got rich. Okay. People didn't know how rich people got rich. Like you just, people would suddenly show up and they'd be rich. Right. And the actual process of creating wealth and money and income and things like that, that's not something that we are ever taught. Nobody taught me that in school. Nobody taught me that in college. My parents didn't know how to do it. They didn't teach me. I have yet to have anyone actually teach me. The person who's actually teaching me the most I've ever learned about money, wealth, and creating these things, which is why I'm able now to understand how these how these things fit together, is my husband, right? So, um, but all of that time, while people were made, getting rich in the 80s and 90s, and we didn't know how it was happening because we just saw people getting rich because there were books that were written, but like the internet has given us a whole different insight into it, right? Um, and the way that they got wealthy was by diversifying their income, right? Now they did it obviously in their stocks and the way that they do it. But for us, we have different ways um, that we can make income. And a lot of that comes from our life experiences and things that we can do and other ways that we can sell. So for example, there are many, many different ways to make money online. Podcasts, you can make money through affiliate marketing, you can make money selling stuff, you can make money as a coach, but even more than that, right? Even more than that, forget about the stuff that you can sell, okay? What other things do you have that you have picked up over the years as experience that have value, monetary value to other people. So for example, if I'm to look at like what are mine, I have two degrees, I have a bachelor's in new media and a bachelor's in anthropology, right? Um, I have uh, tons of marketing skills in a variety of different areas. I am a really great grants manager. I know the federal grant system like the back of my hand and I can do like, uh, I can just, I can do a lot of 
uh, pre-award submissions, grant submissions, management, financial management, research management, business management. I can do that with my eyes closed, no problem. I have a lot of leadership skills and training skills. I'm very, very good at helping people get comfortable with their sexual wellness and their sexual health and um, sexual play. Um, I'm really good at a life coach, right? So these are all things that are skills that I have within me that are all viable skills that I can use to make money, okay? And I can do any one of them at any time that I want and I can make money doing any of them, right? Now, when I first started my business, Direct to Success, um, I started it because everybody needed help with Facebook ads. That was why I started Direct to Success because I was like, I was at the direct sales company and people were having trouble and I was like, Facebook ads, everybody needs to learn how to do Facebook ads. So I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna become an expert in Facebook ads and teach people how to do that. That's how I started my business four years ago. And now I actually hired somebody in the squad who deals with all the Facebook stuff because I think that I can, well, I know that I can have more value training on other things. So she takes care of all the Facebook stuff, right? So if you find that, if so if I now am teaching on all these things and I'm making money and living a happy life, have I failed because my original business was supposed to be Facebook ads or have I not failed just because the business is still called direct to success. And so as long as it's still called direct to success, it's fine, even if I'm not doing the same thing. So you can see how this psychological game that we play with ourselves where, you know, I'm failing if I'm not done doing the one thing, it has its, you know, little, oh, well, there's a little wiggle room here. There's a little wiggle room there. Um, but ultimately it's just cause it's a name, right? If I get now, I regret naming the business direct to success. Cause I think it sends the wrong message to me. It makes me feel like the business itself is what is the value. Whereas I am the value, right? I am the one, um, who, who, who brings the value. If you sell candy in your boutique, does it mean that you failed as a boutique owner because you started out by selling clothes? Or does it mean that you've discovered another avenue where your audience likes to spend money and you're like, oh great, I can offer this and they want it. I'll sell it. Right. Should you not sell those things because it makes that you're a failure at selling clothes? It doesn't mean you're a failure at selling clothes. It just means that you're a great marketer who sees the opportunity to make money and seizes the day instead of letting it bypass you because you have a rigid idea of what success looks like, right? So we do need to let go of this rigid idea, okay? We need to let go of this idea that we can only be successful doing this one narrow thing. Otherwise, there is an element of failure associated with it. Like there's plenty of failure to be had in life, but this is not one of them, right? Um, it's so important to recognize that you are the engine. Okay. You are the engine of your business. You are the commodity. You are the genius and everything that is inside your head is fair game for you to make money off of if you choose to, or if you want to, right? Um, I'm not on this planet to make direct to success successful. That's not why I'm here. I have no plans to leave it as a legacy for anybody. Like when I die, this business is done, like done. Someone else may want it. Someone else may take it. That's great. But I'm here to make an impact. This is, I am here to make an impact while I am here, right? Um, No matter what I do, it's to contribute to the bottom line of my family, right? And it's in alignment with my personal goals and my personal mission, right? Then it is successful. Direct to success is just a name of a company that I started, right? Everything else, it's, it's all about how am I living? Am I living that true to myself life that I want to live? Whatever that looks like, right? Um, why are you doing it, right? So if you're running your business so you can leave it to your kids, right? Then that's one thing. But if you're running it because you want to just run it as long as you can, and then, hey, you'll make money doing whatever else there is and make money doing whatever else there is, um, or then, then what, why do you have to be successful at doing it the exact way that you first envisioned it? Like what is the, what's the prize that you get for staying in that rigid vision because people change, hairstyles change, things change, right? We have to change with the times, with our audience. Facebook has changed so much in the last year. We need to be able to adapt to and be agile, right, in that way. 
Um, now there's, this is all like the, the woo stuff on it, but I want to talk about like a, just a little bit of the esoteric stuff, uh, sorry, the actual practical stuff here. Okay. And I talked to you earlier about how back in the day when I was, when I was working in corporate, I had a lot of community. I knew a lot of people. And then after I started working for myself, I became very, very focused and started working only on that one thing, only started hanging out with other business owners who do the same thing that I do. And I became very, very one topic. I was recently reading an article with Simon Lebon and he was talking about how in the 2000s, um, so like I love Duran Duran. I love Duran Duran like crazy. I've been listening to them since I was born. Um, I've been to see them eight times. I've always had almost except for one time I've had the first five rows. Like I'm obsessed with Duran Duran, but I haven't listened to them in like 10 years. In the early 2000s, their albums just became really, really bad. I didn't like them anymore. It was awful and I felt so brokenhearted about it. But I read an article with him that he, where he, the other day he was saying, you know, when I was in the 2000s, because they don't think the albums were very good then either. And they said, what happened was, is that we would be in the studio recording all day. And then I'd be in the car driving, you know, in the cab driving back. And you're just like, I've been, my ears need a break. I just want some silence. And so you end up just, just complete silence. I just don't want to talk. And so now all he's hearing is his own music and living in an echo chamber and just kind of like inbreeding the music down to nothing. And so it became really bad music, right? It became bad music and stuff that people didn't want to listen to. If you are single mindedly only doing your own business and not doing other things in your life or like diversifying in some way, then you don't, you're not opening up new markets for yourself. So like, for example, if you are a direct seller, right? And you are, or you have your own business uh, selling jewelry or whatever, right? Or you are selling makeup um, and you are like, you know what? I really love, um, I really loved it when I was, um, I used to uh, work in a library and I really loved working in the library. It was so much fun. Um, I, I miss the community. I miss this, but I don't want to work in the library, blah, 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 for all the psychological reasons. Okay. You're losing the opportunity to meet all those people in the library who will see what you're wearing, see your makeup, compliment you. And you'd be like, oh yes, here it is. And now you're opening up new markets, right? So there is a, you, when you kind of close in on yourself and don't diversify, you actually end up creating an echo chamber of sales and your business will get smaller and smaller and smaller because of churn. So you have to work 10 times as hard to get more customers. Whereas if you're, if you exploit your other skill sets, then you're able to simply just find people as you're doing whatever it is that you're doing other than selling this stuff to make money, right? So what it essentially is, is you're creating multiple pillars of income that feed into each other so that now you're also creating stability of, um, so for those of you, yeah, this is dog, dog city right now, dog city. Okay. So here is the solution. I, we, we might, we're going a little bit longer than, than usual. Okay. That is Kira, everyone. That is Kira. So uh, we are recording this podcast live. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be very fun. <laughs> My husband's like giving me a face. It's fine. Laura, we can totally lose it. It's great. This is real life, people. Real life. Okay. So, all right. So how do we get out of this, right? How do we get out of being in the echo chamber? How do we get out of being stuck in that position where you feel like you're, you know, like if you do anything else, you've failed, right? Um, first is, Accept that it's a belief system that you brought with you that you just don't need anymore, right? I purged 90% of my life when I moved out of my house in Franklin. Not just my physical life, but my emotional baggage, my guilt. All, I purged so many things from my life because once you start purging things, you just can't stop, right? But it showed me that um, belief systems are like a great pair of shoes. Um, you can have a great pair of shoes that you wear and just, you know, buy the same pair over and over again, or you buy, you have them repaired over and over again because they're so good they're, that you put time into them because they served you really, really well. And then other shoes you buy and then you wear them and they're great for a little while and then you toss them out because they're just not right for you anymore. You don't want them anymore and it's not a big deal and you don't judge yourself for it. You're just like, oh, oh well, let's toss out the shoes and you never think about them again. 
belief systems are like that too. You don't have to hold on to a belief system just because you had it once. Like we had a lot of belief systems in the 80s, like in what was it in the 60s, smoking cigarettes was very, very, you're supposed like doctors told mothers to smoke cigarettes because it was good for them. Right. Well, we've discovered since then that that's a very, very bad idea. So just because we thought things before doesn't necessarily mean that they're true now. Okay. The next thing is to get really clear on why you're doing this for you. Right. Not for your mission for the world, but like, what is your goal? What do you want your life to be like? Listen to previous episodes of Stop Shutting All Over Yourself um, and give yourself time to marinate on what you what you learn and write out what your dream life looks like. I write it out about twice a year, once a year at least. Sometimes I do it twice. I'm in the middle of writing it right now because I'm, I'm bringing things into focus. It's so important to make sure that you're making the decisions for your business and your life that are in alignment with what you want and not with some momentum that you train that you happen to be on, right? Um, people change, okay? I used to love the darkness. I used to be like Madame Mim, mad, mad. Bad, 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 Madam Mim, right? Love darkness. I hate horrible, wholesome sunshine. Um, I just realized the other day that I love the light. So at some point I changed. I used to hate sushi. Now I love sushi. People change. And it's okay to give yourself permission to change. It doesn't mean that you were wrong before. It just means that you're different now. Um, and that's a good thing, right? Nobody wants to be doing the same thing forever. Um, now look at the list of skills that you've accumulated over the years. So go to womenofdirectsales.com and there's a link at the top that says, this isn't just for direct sellers. I just haven't moved it anywhere. And there's a link at the top that says your skill set. And then there's a link also in the description for this and in the show notes. Um, and that is that will tell you all the skills that you've accumulated as a business owner to give you an idea of what your marketability really is. And it is so much bigger than you think it is, right? Um, except this. You might get bored easily, okay? And a lot of the stuff that you do in your business is because you're getting bored doing one thing, so you start doing another thing. The key is to lock down your business and diversify and find your entertainment elsewhere instead of doing all the different things for your business in general, right? And then lastly, don't automatically say no when you see an opportunity come your way that makes you uncomfortable. Um, That's usually a sign uh, that it bears a further look. It may still be something that you don't want to do, but at least give it the opportunity to like, look at it and be like, why am I immediately turned off from this? Right. Maybe a perfectly valid reason, but it may also not be over the last several months. I've talked to several women who had incredibly lucrative opportunities drop into their laps that they hesitated to say yes to because they believed that if they said yes to whatever that offer was, that it would be an indication of their failure. And we're talking about a lot of money here, right? We're talking, I'm not and like, or in a lot of freedom. Like we're not talking about, okay, this is going to be like, oh, you're going back to corporate and you're shackled. We're talking about people who are, they're being given opportunities that answer everything. They can live the life they want to live. They can have the money they want to have. They can have the insurance they want. Like they can do the things that they want to do, right? Um, but they were anxious about it because of, um, of uh, the fact that they were worried that it would mean that they failed somehow, right? That they failed somehow. It's not, it's an indication of your success. People wouldn't be offering you money or opportunities if you hadn't done the work and laid the rails. Now on the flip side, I've also spoken uh, with a number of women who are tired of doing the same thing um, all the time. Uh, They're bored of constantly selling or they realize that they enjoy doing the sales or, or whatever, whatever their business is now. They enjoy doing that when it was a part of a more balanced financial diet. Like it was great when they were doing other things and they thought that they wanted to be like 100% ice cream all the time, but they realized it's not giving them what they want. Right. Um, others want to have stability of health insurance in addition to what they do. So like maybe, you know, initially you wanted to bring your husband home from his job, but when you did, you realized, you know what, there is something to be said for the psychic equity of having someone who brings in health insurance. And that is a, that's really important. Like Alex and I've talked about that. And over the years he's, we've never, even when we were like, cause business ebbs and flows. Right. And so even when we were making like, you know, six figures a month, it still wasn't 
ever he was not going to leave his job because that was something that psychologically we needed there was psychic equity involved in that right um knowing these things about yourself knowing the things that you really want do you need the stability are you okay with not having that stability do you want your husband home all the time um whatever it is right um uh it knowing these things about yourself lets you design your dream life very intentionally so that you can live with joy and wealth instead of mortgaging or present for a successful future. You can be, you can feel happy now in your business and your life and also have the future happy life that you want. Whether you're looking for another opportunity or one has fallen into your lap, the most important thing about getting good at making money is being open to opportunities and getting comfortable with that initial moment of discomfort because it is going to immediately, you're going to feel stung. You're going to feel like, oh my God, if I do this, I'm going to, it's going to be a failure or whatever stories that you tell yourself. The good news is, is that you're telling yourself these stories so you can tell yourself different stories as well, right? Um, you have to get comfortable with that initial moment of discomfort. We're here to help you do that on the business page, um, where this podcast is being recorded live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can get there by going to manessa.com or you can follow the link in the show notes to join the conversation for this episode on Facebook. Now, remember earlier how I said my mission was to help many women, as many women uh, like me and my mom get rich and live their dream lives. I said that earlier on. You can help me do that please leave a review for this um, on your whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Please leave a review for this. Um, that helps us get the word out faster because um, we can change lives together. So let's, let's get on that. All right. I will see you next week. <laughs>